0: This is the Cloud Tweaks Podcast, where we look at developments and stories dealing with the cloud, cybersecurity, and other areas of business tech, and I'm your host, Steve Prentice. I am really pleased to welcome back Rahul Subramaniam, who is CEO at CloudFix and CTO at ESW Capital. Rahul predicts that FinOps and cost savings will be the biggest topics at reInvent this year, which, by the way, is happening between November 28th and December 2nd in Las Vegas. And this is creating a true cultural shift in how AWS handles its customer base and moving away from its unopinionated mindset of the past. This is a fascinating topic and it will last well beyond the event of reInvent itself. So, Rahul, first of all, thank you for coming back. Welcome back to the Cloud Weeks podcast. Thank you so much, Steve. An absolute pleasure to be back. So I want to start out just to reconnect and just to explain, you know, where CloudFix fits into the marketplace. You know, what do you do
1: and what do you provide for your customers? Great. So let me just give you a little bit of a background about CloudFix. So in my role as the CTO at ESW Capital, one of the big problems that I had was I was managing 45,000 AWS accounts. And my cloud bills were literally, or AWS bills were going uh, pretty haywire. So I looked at a lot of the tools out of the market. And unfortunately, while they all predicted 50 or 60% savings on my bills, uh, they produced no outcomes. A, because it's really hard to get those savings. B, because most of these tools just gave me analytics and reporting and didn't really fix the problem for me. And C, because more often than not, a lot of these uh, changes that you need to do to get the savings are incredibly disruptive in nature uh, because of which people are just, you know, developers are very scared to enforce or, or basically do anything to realize those savings. So we ended up building a tool for our own purpose, which basically did two things. One, it looked at all the AWS recommendations on cost savings. And second, it filtered it down to... The specific recommendations that were non-disruptive. And we just implemented automated fixes for them. And that's the essence of what CloudFix is. It is a tool that we created to save money for ourselves and then realized, oh, you know, pretty much the entire AWS customer base uh, could benefit from the same tool. So that's basically what CloudFix is, and that's the background.
0: So now we're looking at reInvent this year and it's coming up very, very soon, as I said. So why do you see FinOps specifically
1: as the big topic at this year's conference? So let's start at the beginning when AWS kind of was emerging, and this is 2007, 2008. This is right at the time of the big crash that we had uh, and the financial crisis. Now, at that particular point of time, AWS came out, you know, placing guns saying they wanted to be the plumbing for the internet because everyone was looking for something that would allow them to be agile, efficient, get onto the internet because that was the future. They wanted to get there, but it was just too hard to do that. So AWS stood up there and said, okay, we are going to be the plumbing for the internet. We are going to build an amazing set of services that'll make you want to jump onto this, make it really easy for you to get started. Now, they spent a decade building up, what, 100,000 APIs that developers could use, and they basically just gave it to the developers and said, hey, here's a nice shiny tool, do what you want. Now, after a decade of work, cloud adoption is still at only about 10%. You still have 90% of the workloads that are in the data centers, right? So if you look at last year's theme with Adam Sulepsky, it was all about being pathfinders where I think AWS realized that people were still bringing their old World thinking or their old way of software development—that that mindset to the cloud—and that's just not going to work. So that's when kind of I think it got kind of lit a little light bulb in someone at AWS's brain, and they came out and said, "Let's start thinking like pathfinders. Let's think differently and build these cloud-native solutions." Now this year, of course, is radically different because we not only have. The big recession that we are kind of at the you know cusp of, mm-hmm. but uh, everyone is very nervous about cloud costs as well. Folks who have tried to adopt cloud, cloud and particularly AWS, have found two things to be true. Number one is that it is incredibly hard to get you, to wrap your hands around a hundred thousand API and to use them correctly. The second one is that AWS historically has been very unopinionated or non-opinionated about how developers should use their services, how developers should construct these applications. Because, again, they wanted to be the plumbing for the internet, so they just wanted to put out these tools. AWS customers are now pushing back and saying, look, when we do things the wrong way, our costs are crazy high. And now the general perception of AWS in the market is that AWS or cloud costs are much higher than what they would have to pay in the data center. And so I think this becomes this is a turning point for AWS where they have a, an amazing set of services that they've already built. They've spent over a decade building. And now they need to get massive distribution across their customer base. But they can only do that when the customers perceive it as phenomenal value. And that means lower cost, higher efficiency, higher scalability, higher reliability. And for that to happen, AWS has got to start getting a lot more opinionated. And you're starting to see some of that. In fact, the last year has been very, very enlightening and interesting to see in the way some of their DNA is changing. But I believe that given that cost is now such a big part of conversations at every enterprise IT organization, it is going to become a very important part of the theme that this reInvent is going to talk
0: about. So this is really what you would consider to be like a, a significant mentality shift. I mean, I'm surprised to hear the small percentage of organizations using cloud services specifically at this kind of late date since cloud's been around. So this awareness then of some sort of financial precariousness and uh, just just some some degrees of inefficiencies is this what you would be pointing to as a shift in mentality or is there more
1: to come as people look at the cloud moving beyond 2022 No I think that when I talk about shift in mentality it is more about the opinionated nature of recommendations right now you have a scenario where there's just too much choice and not everyone really understands the paradigm that the AWS services are at this point. There is a certain way to think about building applications. There's a certain way to deploy them. There's a certain way to operating them uh, in in AWS. And not everyone is well-versed in how to do that really well and really efficiently. And fundamentally, because the model of expenditure moves from CapEx where you you bought servers up front and then your total expenditure is capped by whatever servers you bought. I mean, there's no way to buy more. You can just say, hey, I'm not going to buy any more servers, and you can get efficient that way. But that's the old word. In the cloud world, you pay by the hour, and depending on what you use, that's what you pay. And that is something that a lot of organizations really struggle to wrap their heads around. They don't know how to do budgeting. They don't know how, how to architect their products in a way that Costs become linearly proportional to the usage as well as revenue. Uh, a lot of those basic principles of how you start operating in, a, in an OPEX model is still a struggle. So on one hand, the FinOps Foundation is doing some really interesting work to bring a lot of that education to the marketplace. But at the same time, I think AWS itself needs to start getting a lot more opinionated about telling their customers exactly how to do something and do it well, do it efficiently. Because when they do that, A, they build a lot of customer loyalty and they they add value to the customer who's literally looking for the most cost-effective and the most efficient solution that they can find out there.
0: And also, of course, I mean, not only do organizations always look for cost-effectiveness, but it seems... In every corner that you look at right now, there's kind of dire um, signals of a recession coming. I mean, at the time that we're recording this, we're looking at uh, Meta, Facebook with enormous layoffs and many other organizations doing the same thing. And of course, they're the sort of the smoke that shows where the fire is. So given that there is no secret that this recession is kind of imminent, and this may be leading companies to focus even more so on cost savings, maybe beyond just the ideal you're a proponent of cost optimization. So is there more we can add to this in terms of what this would mean, given that we perhaps are moving into a different era? We've come through the COVID or peak COVID period, and now we're dealing with the repercussions of that. But are you seeing this as a different era in which these strategies and the need for AWS to become more opinionated is moving into, let's say, a new scene, a new chapter in our history? I I
1: absolutely think so. And I think it's just, you know, a logical conclusion of all the events that have happened so far. Uh, It's just getting accelerated because of the up-and-coming recession (laughs) or the the market scenario. I think it's just getting accelerated a lot more. Uh, There are two things that I would say. The first one is that when it comes to uh, AWS services, I think where AWS's opinion are going to start mattering is the fact that you have to stop thinking about the virtual machines or the EC2 instances and in storage as your building blocks, because that was those were the building blocks 10 years ago. Today, there are hundreds of higher order services that are a fraction of the cost of those basic compute and storage uh, types. And you're, you'd be much better off using those um, to be efficient. But AWS has historically never been opinionated to say that to their customers. They're like, oh, you, got, you want servers? We got servers. You want a higher order service? You got a higher order service. They would never tell their customers that you're better off choosing the higher order service. And I think that's going to start changing because, again, customers are looking for value. The second aspect of it is that by not specifying the way you stitch together these services to achieve a certain outcome in your application, you're basically causing a lot of waste, And that's where I talk a lot about cost optimization. If AWS specified the right way to do it, you could automate the finding of those problems and you could also automate the fixing of those problems. Now, we are always going to have a knowledge gap where developers are going to be catching up to the pace of AWS's innovation. So the only way to stay on top of this pace of innovation is to invest in automation. That's the only way that you can actually fix problems upfront and fix them right so that you never have to deal with it again. The other thing that I think a lot of AWS customers do not realize is that cost savings and cost optimization in AWS and in fact, any other cloud provider as well is a nonstop activity. Most of these organizations think that if they do a one-time exercise, that they'd be done. But it's not that. There is so much that needs to be done constantly because on one hand, AWS is constantly creating new services. And second, there are constantly, evaluating, uh, there are constantly evolving um, patterns of how these services go together and get stitched together. And there are new insights coming out of usage from hundreds of AWS customers. So with all of these changing variables, you have to understand that cost optimization is a nonstop activity. You can't just be done with it by you know executing it once. So these are all the fundamental mind shifts that have to be brought about. And unless it becomes core and central to an AWS reinvent, it's really not going to make much of a difference to AWS customers. And I think AWS kind of really understands this. They realize it. Uh, they've made a lot of internal changes. And that kind of gives me a sense that this whole team is going to become front and center to, you know, at this reInvent.
0: So Rahul, irrespective of whether or not AWS makes FinOps and cost optimization front and center at the event, how would you summarize your advice to the audience
1: at reInvent? Great question, Steve. Uh, here's my suggestion. Suggestion number one is Without a doubt, we are getting into a pretty tough phase from an economy standpoint, and getting efficient is imperative. So cost optimization is going to be really important in the coming year at least. Second, please understand that cost optimization is not a one-and-done thing where you've done it once and you forget about it. It is nonstop. You have to keep at it year in, year out. And the third one is, I still believe that if done right, leveraging AWS services to build your IT infrastructure or to build your applications is still the most efficient way to do things. So get on top of it, understand it better, understand the paradigm so that you're operating in AWS in the most efficient and cost-effective manner. Obviously, you have a lot of
0: information to share with your audience and with your customers and with potential customers. So where can people
1: find you to learn more? So Steve, there are three ways that the audience can come and interact with us and meet us. The first one is, of course, I am doing a lightning talk on November 30th, the Wednesday at 5.35 p.m. This session is called PRT086, and the title is nonstop ways to find and fix AWS recommended savings opportunities. Please come and attend. I'm going to try and make this as interactive as possible and we'll try and address any questions. The second one is that we are going to be at the ARIA CloudFix booth on the show floor. So please come and meet a team. We have amazing, you know, set of folks who are going to be at the booth. Come say hi to them and you can also meet us over there. And then lastly, we have our podcast called AWS Insiders, where we're going to be bringing you a lot of information, a lot of stuff that's happening on the show floor as real time as possible. So please stay tuned to AWS Insiders. It's available everywhere that there's a podcast that you can find it. So yeah, come and say hi if you're around and spot us at the show floor. I look forward to catching up with you.
0: Well, Rahul Subramaniam, this has been, again, a fascinating conversation about a very valuable and important component of any organization's financial future as well as their data future. So I want to thank you very much for joining us here on the Cloud Tweaks podcast. And uh, people can also find out about you at cloudfix.com. So Rahul, thank you very much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's been an absolute pleasure. And as for us, you can also check us out at cloudtweaks.com and follow us on Twitter at cloudtweaks. If your company is looking for some great exposure to thousands of decision makers in the IT, cloud and related industries worldwide, please do get in touch. We can craft a campaign that will get you noticed through our website, social media and newsletter channels, all of which enjoy substantial readership. Until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Stay safe and thanks for listening.